0: Welcome to the Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King. If this is your first time listening, this is the Heavy Sweater Podcast, a deep dive into the beginnings of Australian musicians and bands of the heavy variety. And this week's guest, we have Monique Pym of Relica, killer fucking band from Sydney, um, progressive metal, fucking so sick. She's a great vocalist. The latest single, The Bear of Bad News, is available wherever you listen to music, as well as previous singles like Mr. Magic, and they have a full-length album as well, available on all streaming services. It's a great episode, really, like, natural conversation, which was fucking sick. It's kind of hard to do them over Zoom like that and be, like, super uh, on, I guess, was the only way I can describe it. Like, yeah. But, yeah, she's fucking cool. She's a really, really fucking cool person and a really cool band. And, yeah, go check them out wherever you fucking listen to music. They'll be playing a bunch of shows, which I'll be promoting at the end of this fucking episode. So if you are anywhere near these shows, go check them out and go check out all the other bands they're playing with. And, um, I'm sure you've heard of the shows. You most certainly have heard of the shows that they're going to be playing in this year. Speaking of this year, 2022, let's fucking get it, boy. Um, yeah, I don't know how everybody else looks at December, but for me, um, my birthday's in December, so... Uh, I usually spend that day being like, holy fuck, I'm getting so old and I've accomplished nothing. Uh, I don't know if that's just me, but like that sort of back end of the year really fucking rattles me, Um, especially considering someone that like for a long time I looked at as kind of like um, sort of a role model past a year ago, December 26th, and that's the fucking after christmas and then there's christmas and new year's and like holy fuck what's the new year gonna be like it's just all hectic but yeah um yeah a year ago uh john huber died and that was a fucking huge thing for me um someone i kind of looked up to as like a a man to aspire to be um which is kind of cool so yeah 2022 is kind of scary because i'm 28 at the end of this year And that scares the fucking shit out of me. But yeah, so new things coming for Shokan, new things coming for the podcast. I've moved house in fucking this month as of recording this. It's still December, but moved house uh, unexpectedly. And yeah, the stress just never ends. Hey, like it's pretty fucking wild. Anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll get straight into the episode with Monique Pym of Relica. So with all that being said, this one in particular goes out to Big Brody Lee, John Huber. It's Sunday and you know what that means. Hey, how you doing?
1: I'm well, thank you. How are you?
0: Excellent. I'm Doing pretty good. Vaxxed. So I'm sick.
1: <laughs> oh, excellent.
0: Yeah. Cause uh good, up good here call. you can't play shows without being vaccinated.
1: Good. Well, I think yeah. that that's the case for where for where we are too. What you're okay, in so
0: Brisbane? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, nice. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think now, it's the I same like, here too. Yeah. They put like the date on it, like the seventeenth. Like if you're not vaxxed, you can't go anywhere.
1: Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's I think it's a solid, solid choice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I think I spoke to somebody on one of these ones before about, like, how rough it would be if somebody got COVID and spread it, like, crazy at a hardcore show or, like, a, at a heavy show.
1: Yeah, no, it's just... I think that it's common sense to want to keep the community safe regardless yeah. of how badass you want your band to appear, I think. Like yeah. It's just <laughs> yeah. kind of... It's kind of... I don't know. You, you owe your you owe the industry a favor, like to, yeah. uh, to keep them not, not a, not a favor necessarily. You, you owe them uh, safety and protection. And like, I think it's just a professional thing to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm all about it.
0: If you're anti-vax, you're a fucking poser.
1: Yeah. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent.
0: Sick. Well, um, right we'll on. get into like the beginnings of like your start in heavy music. And like, do you remember at all, like the first heavy ish band you remember hearing?
1: I actually do. Good question. Fuck oh, yeah, Um sick. pretty okay. So there were two like I guess you could like say heavy songs that um my brother, my older brother used to listen to. Okay. Uh, I don't know. This is back in the days where um we had one computer in the house and we had to yep. share it. And ADSL
0: uh, dial up.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was one of those big (laughs) block, like, yeah, 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 big, like, yellow, white block computers um, with Windows Vista or whatever. And uh, he would use Limewire. And he, the the two songs that I'm talking about, uh, one of them was Falling Down by Atreyu. Oh, whoa. And yeah, yeah, loved it. And then the other one was, oh, it was a Slipknot song. Before I forget. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Cool. Those those sick. are the
1: two the two songs that I have the earliest memories of when it comes to listening to heavy music. Then yeah. I know that we had um we had I get we're not talking like super heavy here, but we had no, a Paramore yeah. a Paramore oh, live yes. album. I think it was Riot Live yeah. in Chicago. Sick. Oh yes. Um, yes, yeah, such a good record. Um, Fuck yeah. we had that on CD and we would listen to it in the car all the time. That's so, so sick. Um, that was another one. I rem- <laughs> This is funny. I hope we're not diving down a rabbit hole too much here. But no. no. <laughs> um, I remember when I was quite young, um, I got my first um, mobile phone. It yep. was like this little Nokia flip phone. Amazing. Loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Misery Business, the live version. I used to love oh, that one yes. in particular. Yeah, yeah. So I remember telling everyone in the car to be quiet. Because I wanted to record it to make it a yeah. ringtone.
0: Yeah, always. I, did I, that all I was always.
1: Yeah, I was almost all the way through, and then I—I I think my brother messed it up, and I was like, "Damn it, like fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my That's god. So sick. As profane as a um as a I don't know 11, 12 year old can be really. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was exactly the same. Do you remember in like the uh the old Paramore videos? They always had like that one Nokia that was like a slide Nokia. And it was white. Oh and red?
1: yeah. Yeah. I got one I of those. So
0: purely because of the paramour videos
1: oh that's incredible yeah. i bet it was I bet, so like, sick i mean i wouldn't have just been jealous of you back then i'm jealous of you now
0: yeah i'm <laughs> i'm bummed i don't have it anymore because it also came with um like two songs were like embedded in the phone and oh. one of them was this heart attack by faker oh
1: love that and love and the that. other one
0: was spray on pants by kiss chasey
1: oh Excellent choices. Those yeah, are so good. like they were
0: just on the phone. Like I didn't put them on there. They were just they came on the phone. I was like, this phone is so sick.
1: I love that. That's like yeah. that's like doing what you two did for everyone's like Apple Music way but before you two way. even did yeah. it. Yeah, in a good way. <laughs>
0: yeah. Shit you want instead of like a, a bad album. Just a whole ass album. Hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's sick. Cool. So Slipknot, Atreyu, Paramore—they're the like the yeah. foundation of like the heavies for you.
1: Yeah, and then I probably add disturb to that list as well. Oh sick. And, and and system of a down. Oh my god, I could keep going. No, New yeah, metal that's
0: it. is fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's system sick. of a down.
1: I, yeah, because I um I recently just bought the toxicity um album on vinyl. Oh and, sick. Um yeah, that's what it's called, right? Far out. I must sound like such a poser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's the like the Hollywood with, sign the album it's...
1: with toxicity on it. Yeah. Mm. Nah, nah I, re- I really do love that album. I don't necessarily yeah. like refer to it by name all the time, but bought it on vinyl. Um, and then I just re- I told my brother, like, hey, you introduced me to this. Did you know that? And he was like, Oh, you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm breaking. and breaking Benjamin. Okay. Oh, that's it. That's yes. It. That's my <laughs> so collection. Good. That's my yeah, that's yeah. my uh foundations of of heavy Monique.
0: sick that's so sick cool and then from there you go digging on your own to find heavy music
1: yeah well um myself and the band like we all um went to high school together so once I hit high school and you know like the age 13 age 14 you're sort of starting to uncover yourself and what you really like not just what your friends like and stuff and uh I think we all really helped each other discover that sort of thing um um, I I have this one vivid memory actually. Uh yeah. So I wasn't fully immersed into heavy music myself. Not at least yeah. until I, I met um like Miles and Brandon for example. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, who are like our band members. Um, and our our now bassist Miles. I remember as I was becoming his friend, we had one of those school event type things, and um I don't know. We were just sitting together and just chatting shit, and um. We got out a headphone splitter. You know, okay. those, those <laughs> yeah, headphone yeah. splitters where you can chuck in your little earphones and yeah. all listen to, to albums together. It was the best yeah, thing. Yeah. I still have one of those. They're oh, so that's good.
0: so sick. Because when I was, yeah. like, starting high school, it was one person had one and the other person had the other and you were listening to, like, the oh, pans yeah. differently. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Look, we would do that too. But, I mean, we were getting real bougie when we would whip yeah, out the yeah. headphone splitter. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I remember sure. we were listening to, like, Slipknot and Meshuggah and yeah. um, a bunch of, and corn and a bunch of real greasy like two thousands metal yeah,
2: and yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know I was just like there's some shine to this and yeah. I think I started out with kind of the the softer side of the heavy bands if that makes sense okay. like yeah, yeah. um, I mean Breaking Benjamin is easy because they've got pretty much then like exclusively is really, really clean vocals. Yeah, it's very accessible. Um, yeah. so that was one of the first ones I really immersed myself into. And I don't know, um thinking about Vermillion Part Two and Snuff from Snuff, yeah, yeah. um, getting into those sorts of things and like, wow, this is really powerful stuff. And I still yeah. love those songs to this day.
2: They're bangers. Um, it's
1: I think I would say, I would call that sort of a gateway into yeah. getting into, you know, um a bit bit of the heavier side of things and yeah i guess fast forward and i've really come into my own taste and um i still listen to heavy music on the daily
0: sick awesome (laughs) that's rather like those with like your gateway bands like the softer side of like pretty notoriously heavy bands
1: pretty much (laughs) yeah and i don't think i'm unique in that sense like i think it's a really it's a really um like yeah accessible way to get into some of the like some of this incredibly emotional like emotionally charged rage filled music starting out with the kind of more um personal ones which i mean if anything that's a bit of a gateway right into the psyche of these bands um and these the people who are writing lyrics Corey taylor etc um and I think you just get, yeah, you get a bit of a hunger after that. You're like, what else does, has this person got to offer? And you yeah. start, yeah, and because, you know, when you're a teenager and you've, you've just got hormones raging and all that fun it's stuff. Full of
0: angst um, and shit. Full
1: of <laughs> angst. You want, yeah, you want something you can relate to and you want an outlet. And I have, I found, yeah, like nothing better. I mean, that's why I'm pursuing pursuing it still to this day. I found nothing yeah. better than the outlet that like heavy music and just music in general can can give.
0: Yeah. That's so sick. I think like that's easily forgotten that like as a kid, you're just looking for your outlet.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I think everyone's finding something that they personally can can relate to or um that just, I don't know, just hits a nerve, just feels good, just um, matches everything that's going on in your head or even, even completely the opposite, just something that you can escape into. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that Uh, we we all we all have our own individual things and I mean I I, I'm not exclusively a heavy listener like by any means I think that's part of how um that's part of how our music is quite diverse because it comes from a lot of different places I mean along with these heavy bands that I was starting to discover in high school like one of my favorite bands the band's closest to my heart is Coldplay okay um I mean I know that a whole lot of the listeners out there are probably cringing right now, but hear me out. Like
0: yellows, yeah, banner.
1: it's exactly. Oh yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> it's exactly um the kind of thing I was just talking about. Everyone wants something that they can relate to or they can escape into, yeah. And they they just became that thing for me, and they really um I don't know like. Um, I've got a really close relationship with my mom and she loves them a lot. And my first okay. concert experience was Coldplay with her seated up in the nosebleed section and just Sick. um having the best time in my Coldplay shirt too, like two sizes too big for me. And uh, like, it's just, it's just healthy, you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a healthy dose of absolutely loving music and what, what it makes like what kind of emotions it can bring out.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And like, I think a lot of people look at those sorts of bands that people listen to as like guilty pleasures but like if it's something you genuinely enjoy there's no point in feeling guilty about it like that is you, can't so li- right. you can't listen to heavy music every day constantly from the second you wake up to the second you go to sleep you'll be burnt out
1: well I mean yeah like I think that what you just said about the whole guilty pleasure thing personally the, the further I grow into my adulthood the more I realise that guilty pleasures shouldn't that that's that's an oxymoron that shouldn't exist yeah. like yeah if it's if it's something that feels good and brings you joy in this meaningless scary world then by all means flaunt the hell out of it I'm uh, yeah I don't know I don't I, I don't get into the habit of um I don't know, judging people's music tastes too much anymore. And that's not because yeah, I yeah. don't like a. I I love a laugh every now and then. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like my my music t- t- taste is cringe as hell. Who am I to yeah. like <laughs> to tell <laughs> yeah. someone else that their that's taste sick. is cringe? I yeah, just yeah. wear it on my sleeve these days. And I, I'm really glad to see that other people are doing the same.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think it's sick. Yeah. Like people are just branching out. Because like, I don't know about when you were younger, but when I was younger, if you listen to heavy music, you were a fucking loser straight yeah. up and it was all about listening to pop music and now like people try and pretend to look back on it being like oh i remember this emo band it's like no you don't like that because you bullied me about that yeah. so don't pretend
1: <laughs> how the how the tables have turned right yeah <laughs> i
0: will still listen to the used any chance i get so no one's talking shit to me about emo music
1: yeah yeah 100 percent. no Fuck i, I yeah. definitely definitely relate to that yeah yeah
0: cool and then you guys like you said you guys started in high school that's insane that a high like a band that started in high school is still going now because every high school band I was ever in didn't do anything and everybody (laughs) pretended they could play instruments other than me
1: (laughs) oh well I mean it's funny because I didn't realize how unique a scenario that was until I guess I started talking to other people and they're like yeah (laughs) high school band like how have you guys not like broken up by this point. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: (laughs) When you're in high school, you're in a bit of a fishbowl right and yeah you sort of gravitate towards people like you don't get a whole lot of people to choose from to to make your friends and that's that sounds like i'm starting off by saying like i actually hate my band (laughs) i'm really not i'm really not saying that i'm just saying i think i got pretty i think we got pretty lucky with our fishbowl in particular because for sure um while a lot of people have bad high school experiences not really being able to relate to the people around them and i fully resonate with that uh, I think we're pretty lucky to have met some very like-minded people and um, we all just kind of have amalgamated into this awesome, diverse um, style of music that we're that we're writing and putting out so we're yeah uh we don't we don't plan on on ending that anytime soon so yeah i guess we got lucky with with our pick from high school yeah. <laughs>
0: it's so sick because like you've all had the opportunity to grow like not only as people but as musicians and artists that's right. together
1: yeah that's exactly right um we we really do know the ins and outs of um what each other like how, how we work and how um how we've grown yeah we're, we're all completely different people than when we first met um, yeah. but the best part is we've seen that growth and we it's not like i don't know you know you know when you when you meet someone and you're no 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 hang on When you know when you've known someone for a while yeah and um they they grow into this awesome person or whatever and um I don't know, they they like you weren't really their friend in high school, but now they've changed and now you're friends or whatever. And you think, Oh, I really wouldn't have been friends with you back in high school, but now you're all right. It's kind of one of those scenarios, except I don't know, we all we all recognize each other as flawed human beings and um I don't know, it's just like your childhood best friends growing up and yeah, yeah. Well, you've also had like cute little stories.
0: Yeah, for sure. You've also had like heaps of time to like know how to communicate with each other. Cause that's like such a hard thing of like coming into a band or starting a band with people you don't know is like how to communicate with this person in particular or that person yeah. in particular.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. It's, that's a very, very useful thing when you're starting to um, come into a business together and yeah. um, be working in a more professional sense and, um, Having that communication skill is something that we're always learning and we're always improving, but it's something that, if anything, like this last year in particular has absolutely proven to us how important it is.
0: Yeah. With, like, frustrations from, like, COVID and stuff or, like, yeah. because of your new release?
1: Yeah. I, I guess – no, 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 not not so much the new release. Just, um, like, we had to – learn how to, as everyone did, we had to learn how to navigate communicating more in the online space versus yeah. being able to meet up together and have our meetings in person and have band prac and stuff like that. So um, I think that it was all about adapting as it was for everybody. Um, yes. But yeah, it's just been um, a really, really valuable experience learning how to, um, how to communicate properly. And s- still it's something that continues to grow as we go.
0: Yeah. And I think that's just like the general being in a band thing, like figuring out yeah. how to like communicate with each other. Cause everybody changes and people change their opinions and mind so much just on a daily, like let alone four or five people in one yeah. collective.
1: No, that's absolutely right. Um, Yeah, we all need to know how to do it. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Sick. And, I mean, I would ask what your first band name was, but I'm assuming that this is your first, like, band that you've been in.
1: No, well. (laughs) No? There was a pre-high school band? No, no, there wasn't. We were were the band, but I'm not saying Relica was our final name. Okay. Uh, I don't know. You can't see me right now, but I'm, like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So, like, we, yeah, you know how, you know how you asked me when we started, right? Like, oh, you yeah, started yeah, yeah. in 2016. Yeah. Well, I, I said, well, technically, yes, but okay. we really, came, we really came into I mean, came into it in 2017, 2018. Uh, that's yeah. when we started playing some bigger gigs, and I mean, not not bigger, but more um, with other collaborating with other bands at our yeah, sort of more level. More scene
0: and, shows.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah a, a little bit more in the yeah in the scene and immersed into it rather than just one-offs here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so we we branded ourselves Relica late 2017, and that um then. Was tied with our first release, Afterlight, the Afterlight EP, yep. um, in twenty in early 20, 2018, which should have come out in twenty seventeen, but we sat on it for ages for some reason. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we were uh, we were rage quit before that.
0: Rage quit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh.
1: No, it's really wow. bad. It's, it's <laughs> really wild. bad. I okay. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put it out there. I never liked it ever. Yeah, that's. Fair. I just <laughs> wanted to be part. I just wanted to be part of something. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. I made it very clear that I didn't like it. Um, we only played. I think two shows. Two really really tiny shows. Um, okay. With that name, and uh, one of them was like a battle of the bands, and yeah. Oh I
0: mean, yes. We
1: were. We were just like. We were just um coming into our skin we were just yeah, starting yeah, out yeah. we just we just needed a little bit of experience so like I, I don't know I laugh about it now like I don't take like we don't take ourselves so seriously that if there's one like piece of advice that I give myself every day it's like laugh at yourself you know <laughs> yeah yeah like have have a have a laugh and don't take things so seriously and life will feel so much happier but yeah, yeah uh, basically sure. what I'm saying is that, um yeah, that name was super cringe. Um, but we, <laughs> but, but I am still thankful for the experiences yeah, yeah. we had right. under that name. Um, and the, all the while as well, we were thinking of a new one. Um, okay. When we finally came into Relica, we were like, hell yeah, that's it. And then we got a logo done and everything. And it sort of kicked off from there. That's sort of what I meant. Like we sort of started in 2016, but no one even, no one knew who we were until 2018.
0: Okay. Yeah. I reckon yeah rage quit if you stuck with that could have worked out
1: mm, agree, <laughs> agree to disagree on that one mate <laughs> nah Sick. it's just yeah i don't know it was just very high school um yeah, like yeah, all, the, sure. all the boys were really into gaming and i was like oh,
0: yeah sorry. as soon as you said rage quit i was like somebody was playing cod in high school
1: that is genuinely it yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you got it yeah. it's no mystery yeah. really
0: yeah I wasn't, like, a COD kid, like, growing up, but I definitely knew and It was always, oh, rage, quit, ooh.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I was like, shut up. Yeah, I just sort of went along with it, really.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sick. Well, you guys have a new release, uh, The Bearer of Bad News, and do you want to talk about that a little bit and, like, the writing process and, like, how long that's been in the works?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, we actually... um, we originally planned to have the bearer of bad news out in October last year.
0: Okay. Um, we,
1: we had it, uh, we had the single ready to go pretty much. And um, everything was looking Pretty good. Obviously, it was another COVID release, like because we released our single Mister Magic, um, yeah. the previous single in uh, May of last year. So we wanted, we knew we wanted to follow that up relatively quickly with another single, like to keep the momentum going. Um, the strategy was there; it was pretty sound. But yeah. um, we're really thankful and grateful to say that Mister Magic, even though we couldn't play any shows with it, um, because we had COVID, that we everything was going on with COVID, um, that that really helped us branch out our connections a lot more when it came to the team that we were working with. Like, for example, we, we signed with um, destroy all lines agency for bookings um, immediately after Mr. Magic. Um, And the, yeah, so I'm getting, I'm getting to that. So basically um, when we were preparing to um, release bearer and we were coming up like probably a month away, it had been distributed and everything like that. Um, We sort of began some proper consultations with, um, our now managers, uh, Chris and Josh at open door. Um, oh, sweet. so yeah, it was really fantastic to get to know them, um, around that time. So, uh, like we first spoke with them just after magic, but then we began our conversation, like re- we retouched base around September when bearer was done. We sent it over to them. They loved it, which was really cool. Um, but essentially after we started speaking to them, they then had, um, different plans when it came to releasing bear and we were like absolutely let's sort of roll with that so uh we pulled it and we're really glad now that we did because um i don't know it's just patience is a virtue i guess and um we had a lot more time to um think about it and we uh, we really planned the release quite well i mean it's not that we didn't before we, it was going to be good before but um we've had a lot of um yeah changes to our personnel and things and the inner um the more internal parts of our team recently um and uh yeah it's been it's been a difficult year but um i guess all in all bearer has come out at the right time and um, it seems to be received really well at the moment so yeah, yeah there's a bit of backstory for you. Like it was going to come yeah. out a while ago. It's been <laughs> for a while. But um, this this timeline makes a lot more sense. And now we've had a chance to record even more music. Uh, yeah. And then it's going to line up really well.
0: Excellent. So is, is Bearer going to be right. on like the next thing, like the next big thing you put out? Like if you're yeah. putting out an EP?
1: Yeah, we are putting out an EP um, next year. Uh, and yes, B- Bearer will be on that one. Um, Excellent. Yeah, all the, all the songs are fitting really well together. And I guess, yeah, um, delaying Bearer, g- again, that just gave us more of a chance to let it um, blend in really well with the music yeah. that was then coming up as well. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think it was the right choice. And yeah. I-, I think if everyone really likes Bearer, then I'm pretty sure people are going to like what's coming as well. Although it is it's kind of funny it's quite different but um it's it's consistent i guess you could say so okay cool
0: instead of like how like other bands put out things and they're just trying to like broaden their musical horizons is a lot like more of a consistent sound
1: well it's definitely broadening horizons Um, (laughs) I, i would say like i'm just thinking yeah like uh it's it's pretty whack but um uh, I, I really only say like it's consistent with Bearer, as in for fans of Bearer, you will okay. enjoy this, but okay, it's sweet. so, yeah. it's different at the same. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just us. Like yeah. I have a really hard time comparing it to anything really. Um, and I don't say that to sound like a prick being like, Oh, we're so unique and so original. <laughs> I'm genuinely just saying like, I wish I could tell you who best to compare it to. I do. Yeah. Um, but i i just i don't really know like i guess um yeah just take take with take that with a grain of salt take it
0: yeah take
1: it in australia i don't know i think it's sick
0: <laughs> like i think it's a it's a good fucking release like it's a sick song so i'm like oh, i'm you. keen to see what comes next i think it'll be rad
1: thank you i really appreciate that it's i really good. do hope you i hope you enjoy the next stuff
0: yeah i think i think so i think there's like a we can get into this topic now because I'm not sure if you've spoken about it like with other people. You said you were doing a bunch of interviews today, but like the, the come up of women in the heavy scene. Mm-hmm. Um, And like, I think that's like a, there was a time period where there were like barely any women in the scene and it was just more like big bands had females in their bands, but now like local bands are like, females are sick. They can do everything fucking guys can do get them out there. Like if they want to be in it, like let them in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I I think it's just a matter of, um, every, everyone like, I don't know, everyone deserves their opportunity. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm really encouraged to see more, um, more people of all genders coming up in the music scene um and yeah like things are becoming more diverse more inclusive um calling out other people's bullshit as well that's definitely an important part of the growth of the industry um and yeah like i guess it just gives it gives um aspiring women for example um yeah like 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 young young girls um like me when I was twelve, listening to um, Slipknot and Atreyu and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it gives them more people to look up to, and like you, sure. you can never have too many inspirational people out there because it just gives you more and more fuel to feed the fire of like, ex- like being excited to come into this um, all-inclusive um, space. I guess, yeah. and, and it, I don't know. Like, if there's one thing that I think sets heavy music apart from other scenes, I guess, and other industries. Like, for example, the pop industry is, uh, I, I don't know, just that motto of if someone falls, you pick them up and yeah. being more um, very vulnerable and very open with emotions and things like that. And yeah. I think by extension, um, I don't think that heavy music should ever discriminate against um, nah. people who want to, to give this career their best shot, um, yeah. so yeah, absolutely, it definitely inspires me to see more females to the front, um, gi- giving um, you know, yeah, just injecting this scene with the the life and the di- diversity that it ha- it it should have always had, but more and more every day, and I just yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Oh, yeah, it's a hard topic to talk about because to me, I'll, I'll be honest with you, to me, it's just it's just what it is because I don't know speaking as a woman myself um yeah. I've just always been here and I um I have never really um questioned that I think yeah so but being critical of it on a gen- on a general perspective yeah it has not always been this way and um I think that more and seeing more and more gender diverse people up on the big stages um is only going to be an absolutely excellent thing and an asset to the industry um I think the only um yeah yeah the the only other thing I think I can contribute to this like if I'm talking, if I'm thinking back to when I was first coming into it and there were a lot of just these Loki, like yeah, big big chungus males like stomping around the the little um pub stages and stuff. Yeah, yeah. This, this um person in the back of the venue just been like, mm, I don't know about this, but like I was yeah. really into it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that it has taken me a while um to really come into my womanhood as a member of the heavy music industry. Um, I don't know when I was. 16, 17, starting to go to shows, um, being more involved. Um, I used to, you know, wear exclusively men's clothes, um, the baggiest jeans, the baggiest shirts. I I wouldn't like to be singled out as a female because I guess- Um, you just think you you think of yourself as just you want to blend in and you want to be part of something um, and yeah I, I, I only very realized this very recently um, when I was reflecting on it and I think someone I think someone asked me a similar question about like how do you feel about um, like women's place in the industry and things like that yeah. Um, and yeah I just realized that um, it's only been very recently that I have felt like hell yeah I'm a fucking woman like hell yeah okay. i'm doing this like um previously i was like just like i remember people would call me the front woman of Relicart, and i'd be oh. like no nah, it's it's front it's front man it's front man i'm a front man um okay. i mean almost in a sense of protest like actor versus actress it's like no that's that should just be a yeah, yeah. front person like very yeah, yeah. very gender neutral um, or
0: vocalist, or I use that term, yeah, I'm just yeah. like the vocalist of this band or the guitar player from this band.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess I'm just rec- I'm very recently, i um, starting to reclaim that term. Um, not just okay. front woman, but just being a woman in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, because why should that be something to hide? I don't know. I think it exactly, should be something yeah. to celebrate, if anything. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, that was a big, long winded. Uh, reflection i guess <laughs> thank, thank you for no. thank you for chat thank you for challenging me because oh yeah this, it's, i it's, didn't even
0: this, mean the challenge
1: <laughs> no no no. but I, in a good way it's it's good it um yeah it it, it, ma- it makes me think like my brain is ticking over time okay. like trying to trying to figure out the best way to to answer that but yeah, yeah gen- generally i'm pretty like uh, i'm pretty um yeah, I'm just just beyond stoked that it's becoming more and more inclusive every day. That is my yeah. bottom
0: line. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember when I was a kid, like, I'd be discovering music through LimeWire and, like, Metal Hammer magazine and seeing, like, the keyboard player from Bleeding Through was a female. And I was like, that's so sick. And then, like, right on. Lacuna Coil, Within Temptation, yep. Arch Enemy, like, all female fronted bands that are, like, so sick. But, like, Excellent you have to band. dig deep in. yeah. And then, yep. like, Haley Williams, obviously, like, the most prominent and mainstream female
2: front person
0: of an alternative band. Mm -hmm. And now people like Courtney LaPlante of uh, Spirit Box and I Wrestle the Bear Ones, like, just blowing doors wide open of, like, not only, like, are females in the scene now, they're, like, taking the place that they should be taking, like, not because of gender, because they're just a good band.
1: Yeah, it's just a lot of the time, yeah, it's just, there are so many talented, incredible people out there you just gotta look for them, you know. Yeah. It, it, um, and yeah, that whole time that we were talking about this, I was thinking about Courtney. Courtney is the um prime example of yeah. how how it should be, you know. Like she is absolutely killing it, and their band deserves so much um recognition. Yeah, yeah and I, not I just, not I, just, I just because. Love her. Yeah. yeah. No, no, absolutely not. Like.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it should not be a factor in well. No. It's a really yeah, it's a really hard it's game. kind of
0: like a double-edged sword. Like it it's sick, like it's sick as like a uh representation of female in heavy music, but they're not big just because she's a female, they're big because they grind so hard.
1: That's right, that's right. Um, I think it's just a matter of gatekeepers can fuck off. That's pretty exactly. much it. Like exactly just, just <laughs> like there the the scene is cooking, you're just not looking. You know what yeah. I mean? Like
0: yeah. yeah that's right yeah I, I have no time for that gatekeeper mentality of like no girls allowed the impress <laughs> yeah, me bro bullshit
1: i don't even know if i know anyone like that anymore i think that's why it was so hard to answer the question because it's just such a normal thing like
0: yeah i think thing. there's still some and i'm getting so around. lucky to
1: be able to say that
0: yeah, yeah. Are i just don't associate with them yeah, yeah exactly you can spot yeah. them out and you're just like no, nah, i don't fuck with you're you like, like yeah. at all
1: yeah that's right <laughs> yeah
0: that's no, sick. It's it's excellent to see. Like as as heavy music basis, is it's against societal norms. And in like the 60s, 50s, 40s, a societal norm was like women were lower than men. But like as heavy music's progressed, it's like sort of kept that societal norm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Until I like
0: reckon- recently.
1: Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I think it's it's a difficult conversation to engage with because I feel like um, a lot of the a lot of that mentality comes from yeah, you're right, like older generations um, yeah. thinking oh, you know, like heavy music it's just for men only, yeah. but like that's not these days. Yeah, I think that's why I had to think so hard because this is just what we do and we. Yeah fucking kill it and every year you're seeing more and more gender diverse lineups um, yeah. and it starts to just become what we do so yeah. I'm all and, uh, and I I applaud that and I'm so happy and so thankful that that's what's happening that we're only going in a good direction when it comes to diversity I think um, sure. maybe I'm just being optimistic but that's the way I see it
0: <laughs> I think like I think now with like the way people are where people are aware of like hey that that mentality was fucked up. Let's change that. I think that is only going to grow from here.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, like calling people out for their bullshit. Like we yeah. don't. We don't. We don't take. Um. Yeah, we don't take misogyny anymore. We don't. We. we no. no one tol- No one tolerates intolerance anymore. Yeah. So,
0: Which is um, sick. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> cool. Well, um, do you want to get into like the the meaning behind the lyrics of bearer
1: all right that's a big one
0: um <laughs> well, well, well i
1: don't know like um uh yeah i've had this question a few times um okay. in the last few days not so much just the lyrics but just the song in general um the a big theme of the uh music that we're doing at the moment comes down to like um dynamics of power um i don't know uh, I would call it somewhat politically charged because I do try to engage myself in political conversations when necessary. Um, But I wouldn't say they're outwardly political. Um, I think that's more of an implied, like an implicit thing. Um, For example, when, um, when we put out Mr. Magic, that song was quite um, yeah, quite directed towards, well, Scott Morrison, we can't. <laughs> there, yeah. there you go. There's the elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. it was talking about Scott yeah. Morrison. Um, but like moving on to um the newer material bearer, etc. Um, yeah, it definitely still has that theme of power and um how it can be corrupted through yeah. um y- you know the pursuit of power can be a very dangerous thing can spiral out of control. Um, but yeah, this one is a lot more like the. I actually I think that the best way I can put it is Bearer was my one probably my last not opportunity, but the last opportunity I would give myself to write from someone else's perspective and not my own. Okay. Um so the lyrics aren't person aren't that personal. I mean, of course that they they mean a lot to me, but yeah. um I'm sort of telling a bit more of a story, like a narrative in that song. Um okay. It's uh yeah it, it it has to do with like manipulation and um very um yeah like like the, like it's it's quite uh it's quite a mysterious song I guess if we're talking lyrically um yeah the whole song tells the story of like this higher being um kind of pretty much preying on um the vulnerability of. Someone who, yeah, someone more vulnerable or someone more, um, yeah, less, less, uh, coming like coming into their being, like I don't know, um, someone more, yeah, more naive, I guess you could say, okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and pretty much manipulating them into chasing power, like they, okay, are. um, like there's this lyric, be endless, like I am, like come on, you mm-hmm. know, you want it, look how, like look what I've got, look at the, yeah, the riches yeah, yeah. and the fame and the fortune and whatever. And so, um, and then it pretty much spirals out of control. So.
0: Okay. Um, Almost like corrupting yeah. a, a naive mind.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. I oh, would say that yeah. that's probably the best way to put it. Um, But yeah, like I said, it doesn't necessarily come from a personal place. Although I could, it, if I, if I dig right down, I'm sure that it comes from somewhere, like it has to come yeah. from somewhere, but um, for example, for a lot of our, uh, earlier material, um, I found it a lot easier to write lyrics that were kind of just more story-based, more narrative based. Yeah. For example, I'm an English major at university. So, um, okay. I don't know. I have a lot of fun writing stories and things yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but for our newer material, like Bearer onwards, um, or at least like, like the, the newer material even even so, than berra because berra was written like last year. But yeah. um, I have made it a conscious—I've um, made a conscious effort to look inward and think introspectively, um, and start to do what other people do and write about themselves and their experiences yeah. and the, their feelings and uh, their trials and tribulations. And it has been so difficult. Like I have so much respect for pretty much every artist who has ever written a thing about themselves um, yeah, yeah. or something really close to them that that's meaningful. Um, and that's most of the music that I listen to. So it's like, yeah. how do these people do it? I don't know. Like, it's the hardest thing to evaluate your own self, to look in the mirror and be like, what is this? What are you? Um, yeah. So I've had a lot of fun and a lot of... Um, it's been a really rewarding and cathartic, but also very challenging experience to um, write uh, introspectively. So I guess we'll see how that goes. And I'm yeah. really nervous. Like I'm, I've am i got this different kind of nervous energy to start putting that music out that... Um, yeah. More than I've ever had for any previous release. I mean, of course, you've got that nervous energy for every release, and you're you're so attached to it. Like I'm attached to all of our music, but um, the newest stuff is gonna be a bit more, gonna feel a bit more vulnerable to put out there. So I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be sick, and it like ties back to the very beginning <laughs> of this conversation of like just the the being vulnerable in heavy music is what got you in, and now that's where you're taking your music.
1: That's exactly right, yeah. I think that I, uh, look, not owe it to, but I feel like it's a bit of a tribute to the bands that have brought me to where I am. Um, They all have this incredibly cathartic and vulnerable and um, personal outlook on the, the music that they put out. And I think that it was due time for me to give that a go. Um, so I, yeah, the the new music deals a lot with identity and um, come, yeah, coming into yourself and starting okay. to feel, yeah. um, feel like an individual or lack thereof, yeah. really. So yeah, okay. it's all of that fun stuff. <laughs> I
0: think that's that's powerful stuff. That's sick, and it's like being super real with like how you feel and like projecting that out there. Cause I know for me personally, like with my band, I've recently written a song, like everything, like guitars, drums, lyrics. And as soon as I finished it and we played it live for the first time, I was like, I can now move on from the situation that this song's about. And it just like released all of that for me.
1: That's such an incredible experience. And to be honest, I've never played any of these songs live before. Um, so okay. I'm actually, yeah, I'm going to take, I'm going to take what you just said and I'm going to think about it when, when I, um, when we, when we first have the opportunity to play our new stuff live, I'm going to really try and sink into it. And, um, I mean, I'm scared as hell, like if I'm being honest yeah. to like, um, uh, yeah, we've had the songs for a while, but, um, they haven't been ready to come into our um new sets yet, but I imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Um, our future sets will definitely involve them. So whew, that's, well, a, yeah, that's a bomb you just dropped, man. <laughs> yeah. Like you can, you can move on from something after you put it out into the world. So yeah, I didn't really expect it.
0: Forward.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, like how that goes down.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I hope it happens. Like for yeah, anybody well, I'm that really can ha- like get that off their chest.
1: Yeah, well, I'm really happy for you that you were able to have that experience.
0: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see, there's no like... Video, but I gave a little thumbs up. I was like, thanks.
1: Oh, <laughs> very nice.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, we've been going for a while. This has been a sick conversation.
1: Oh, yes, it absolutely has.
0: It's been great. So we'll get into your top five bands, like I'll let you know in the very beginning.
1: All right. And then All hit right.
0: socials and we'll shut it down.
1: Okay. We're whipping out the Spotify. I'm just going to yep. go straight to the rap Okay. Right. Top band that I'm listening to right now that I absolutely right. love is Deadlights.
0: Deadlights. Fuck yeah. they're so.
1: Sick. Their their um latest album that came out earlier this year yeah, uh, yeah. called The Unc- The Uncanny Valley. It yeah. is incredible and I am yeah. really like surprised that they I mean they haven't got more attention. I mean it's been yeah. going really well, really well for them which I'm stoked about. But um the, yeah, they they're just incredible. Like that album um it it explores like um Like it's it's very technological and it explores kind of the uh, it's very political. It explores the end of the world, I guess. Like it's very um very doomy, doomy and gloomy. (laughs) Yeah. Um. I I, it has it's hit a nerve, and they are just yeah they they're really doing it for me at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think when they like are able to get out on the road like fully because they're from like up here, like they will go crazy when they well, get the chance to, tour- to go out.
1: I'm pretty sure they're about to tour with Polaris and they're going yeah, with th- Void of Vision.
0: Yeah, that'll um, go crazy for them.
1: Y- yep, so I'm I'm so excited for them to blow up. I absolutely yeah. love them.
0: Oh, and but they've got that Thy Art run as well.
1: Yes, that's right. That was pretty recent, so, yeah. Yeah,
0: they got so I'm many so sick shows them. coming up.
1: I, I haven't seen them live yet, and I am dying to. I can't wait I to see the them. I
0: think the last time I saw them live was... Stray from the path, <laughs> Kugla Khan, Deadlights, and She Cries Wolf.
1: Wow, that's a stacked lineup.
0: Yeah, at Brightside it was fucking mental.
1: That's awesome. I actually, yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember them touring Mesmer, um, their previous album. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and they came to this tiny local venue in my hometown. Um, because I don't live in Sydney, I live on the Central Coast, but it's okay. Pretty much Sydney. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they played this <laughs> tiny little matchbox of a venue. That and I sick. didn't go. I'm pretty sure I couldn't go. Like, there oh, was okay. some re- I, I was like out of the state or something like that. But I remember thinking, fuck, like, oh, like I, especially now that I've really discovered them and I've listened to their latest album, I'm like, far out. That would have been the yeah. best show. Like, why didn't I go? Just a that? regret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Total regrets.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Is it
1: five? Is it five bands? Yeah, yeah.
0: We'll go five. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I'm also loving Spirit Box. We already mentioned yep. them, but their They're latest sick. album is fantastic. So good. Uh, let's think. Let's have a look. Um uh, yeah, the um the new Thornhill song I'm okay. really digging, Casanova. Uh, but like just Thornhill in general, like love them. We managed to play with them um a couple of sh- like a, a small run of shows in um April of this year, that oh, was really sick. fun. They are incredible cool. live every single night. I asked Jacob, like, how do you do it, man? He was like a nebulizer, and I was like, fuck, okay, I need a nebulizer. <laughs> I've got a little st- got a little steam in Halo, but it's not, it's no nebulizer. So sorry, okay, whatever. all right, sick. um, that's three. Yeah, Ocean yeah. Grove.
0: Ah, oh, the best.
1: Love Ocean Grove. So
0: good, do you um, Do you like New Ocean Grove? Because I me- like
1: New Ocean Grove.
0: Okay. I don't yeah, mind you, New Ocean Grove, but Black Label is like my shit.
1: Totally fair. Totally, yeah. yeah. And, and I do love the old stuff. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, yeah. there's something about um, Flip Phone Fantasy and Cali Sun and the, the new stuff that they're putting out that's just so sparkly and fresh yeah,
0: yeah.
1: and um, exciting there's also some to me. Big riffs on there. Yeah. Yeah. That's Huge right. Huge riffs. Um, yeah, it's, it's so huge. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to play with Ocean Grove um, next year for Monolith. Yeah, Festival. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. That's four. Um, uh, I'll stick to a heavy, something heavy. I am um, actually loving Stand Atlantic at the moment. They're um, okay, sick. Their latest single, um, Molotov. I love okay. it. It's it's on repeat. Um, it's really short though, which is really annoying.
2: <laughs> but
1: um, yeah, Stan Atlantic. I, I I'm not a big pop punk gal, but again, real sparkly, real fresh, just like Ocean Grove. Um, yeah. I love the bands that can do something new.
0: So yeah,
1: I guess those are my five. <laughs> Sweet.
0: And then we'll get into socials and plug the upcoming shows in March.
1: <laughs> okay. So um you said socials. Yeah, we're pretty yeah, much yeah. Relica Relica band everywhere. Excellent. Um and yeah, so just find us on uh Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those fun things. Um not TikTok yet. <laughs> TikTok is <laughs> maybe, so hard. Maybe one of these days. Maybe one of these days. Um and, yeah, so next year, um, like, our, like we'll be playing Full Tilt Festival, both Brisbane and Sydney, and uh, we would just announce Monolith Festival, um, which is a national tour with Carnival, Ocean Grove, uh, Sleep Makes Waves, like, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, that's all we've got at the moment, like, but grab tickets. We'll see you out there. I'm really excited. <laughs>
0: Sick. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for doing the podcast.
1: Anytime. It's my pleasure.
0: Excellent. Done for another week. Really fucking cool person. Really cool person. Really cool band. And uh, yeah, you can check them out this month. It's It's the second today, but on the 8th, you can check them out fucking real soon at Full Tilt Brisbane, January 8th, 2022 at fucking Eaton's Hill Outdoors in Brisbane. Eaton's Hill was a motherfucker of a venue. So sick. And then on February 26, 2022, Bella Vista Farm, Sydney. That is for Full Tilt Festival. Um, Go check them out. They're fucking rad. And then they've also, we spoke about it in the podcast, they're on the Monolith Tour, which is a fucking stacked, fucking stacked lineup. Carnival, Cog, Ocean Grove, Pliny, Sleep Makes Waves, Relica, and Yomi Ship. Fucking so sick. That is fucking killer. And that kicks off on the 12th of March in Sydney at Bella Vista Farm, running all the way through to the 9th of April in Western Australia, Perth at the Red Hill Auditorium. Also, there are the Brisbane and Melbourne dates of the 19th of March at Eaton's Hill Outdoors Brisbane and Saturday, the 2nd of April at Reunion Park, Melbourne go check them out check out their fucking singles the bear of bad news mr magic and also their full length album of eventide and uh yeah if you can if you can check out their shit is rage quit fucking do that too <laughs> but uh yeah hit them up on all social media platforms at relica listen to them wherever you listen to music and if you like what i'm doing over here with the podcast fucking please Please share it. Tell a friend, subscribe, follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon Podcasts, wherever the fuck you listen to podcasts. Please, because I do this for literally nothing. I'll, I'll straight up, I'll be fucking real. I've had advertisers on this podcast. I have been paid a whole $4 for doing this podcast. And it's not about money It's not about money because I do this podcast specifically for the music scene to build up bands throughout the country, to give bands exposure to people that may not have heard them before. And all I ask in return is to share the pod. If you like what I'm doing, give it a share, tell someone about it, or if you have a band that you want to hear on it, let me know. I'll try and get in contact with them. Let them know. Hopefully they'll try and get in contact with me. And we'll fucking do this together. We'll fucking build this up. But yeah, um, fucking get the word out. And also, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Heavy Sweater Podcast on both. Heavy Sweater Podcast on YouTube. And yeah, sorry for the sad boy shit in the beginning. So yeah, check out Relica. Check out ShotKan. Check out every fucking episode of the podcast. Check out every band on the podcast. All of them. Check them all out. Tell your friends, like, subscribe. Come back next week for a new episode. This is 2022 edition of fucking Heavy Sweater. Um, Yeah. Come back next week for a new episode. Thanks.